As of right now, it looks like the Wilds' third pairing is going to consist of three players rotating in and out. We'll discuss expectations for Kalen Addison, John Merrill, and Alex Goligoski, and look at which combination could be most effective on today's episode of Locked on Wild. You're locked on wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is happening, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you, as always, for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and your favorite podcast platforms so you don't miss out on any of our new episodes throughout the course of the week. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. On today's episode of Lockdown Wild, we dive into the third pairing Talking Kalen Addison, John Merrill, and Alex Goligoski. We'll try to figure out which combination is going to be most effective. And we'll look at what we can expect statistically from all three. Now, it is interesting because we've talked about the first and second pairings being uh, pretty solid all across the board defensively. And you've got kind of a little bit of each with the three guys that will be making up that third pairing with Kalen Addison, you have a uh, solid ability to man the, uh, the wild power play, something that when he was taken out of the lineup was pretty evident to be lacking uh, for the wild down the stretch last season. You have Alex Goligoski, who at this point he is kind of, in between a full-time player and a replacement, trending towards more of a replacement, we saw at the end of uh, two seasons ago, kind of wore down as the season went on uh, with his age, of course. And last season did the same thing when thrust into the lineup on a more regular basis to assist with injuries to various wild players throughout the course of the season. And then you have John Merrill, who brings a little bit of size to the back end. But it's interesting because it just seemed like a lot of the things that Kalen Addison was punished for uh, at the end of last season, where he kind of eventually fizzled out of the lineup, it seems like a lot of the things that he was punished for were things that Merrill was doing as well. And so there is a lot that is at stake for all three members of this potential third pairing for Kalen Addison, uh, still unsigned as of yet, but he is at this point going to be trying to prove that he's not just a specialist and that he is able to provide value on defense as much as he is on offense. For John Merrill, it's it's going to be hoping for a bounce back season. Two years ago, he was solid on the third pairing. It was never a defensive pairing that was exposed 
Whereas last season, it seemed like teams found ways to get to that third pairing and, uh, and get some goals in on them. There were a lot of penalties and it just seemed like production wise, things dropped from two years ago to last year. And for Goligoski in the final year of his deal as well, likely nearing the end of the road for him. And so kind of a final swan song uh, for him as a wild defenseman as well. This is a group that could look completely different next season, depending on how things go with contracts and with production this season. And so there's a lot riding on this year for each and every member of this potential third line. I want to hit you with a couple of statistics that honestly surprised me a little bit in just looking at which of these pairings is going to be most effective. We'll start with the one that was most frequently utilized for that third pairing, and that was John Merrill and Kalen Addison. In fact, the third most minutes amongst defensive pairings for the Minnesota Wild last year at 493. Addison and Merrill played in 50 total games together last year. Uh, They had an expected goals four of 20.5 and expected goals against of 19.4. Their expected goals for per 60 minutes was 2.5. Expected goals against per 60 minutes was 2.36. Looking at these numbers too, the expected goals percentage, 51.4 was tied for second best on the team. The 2.36 expected goals allowed per 60 minutes, also second best amongst defensive pairings on this team last year, besting even the likes of Jonas Brodine and Matt Dumba, who actually had some solid defensive numbers um, at points throughout the uh, the last season. You couple that with the Alex Goligoski-John Merrill pairing. They played in 21 games together, uh, 44.4% expected goals percentage. Uh, Expected goals, four of 3.6. Expected goals against a 4.5. Expected goals, four per 60 minutes of 1.95 for Goligoski and Merrill. And uh, expected goals against per 60 minutes of 2.43 for those guys. So the defensive numbers, not terrible. Um, Not a lot of goals with that Goligoski-Merrill combination uh, scoring-wise. But those guys aren't huge goal scorers themselves. The difference being that Kalen Addison adds the offensive punch to that grouping. And so I think you roll into this season with the expectation that it will be Kalen Addison and John Merrill on that pairing and that you're going to get a bounce back year from Merrill and you're going to get a uh, strong all-around season from Kalen Addison. And that's the hope. The hope is that you can accomplish all that, but how often do we ever really get what we hope for um, without there being some obstacles in the way uh, of getting to that point? So it, it is a third pairing that will be one I'll be keeping an eye on pretty much all season because, yes, it's a pairing that you're hoping to keep the minutes down on with the four guys in front of them, but it's a pairing that will also be on the ice uh plenty throughout the course of the season. And so they're going to need to be on their game to prevent teams from basically just waiting until they're on the ice to try to capitalize. 
Now, statistically, what can we expect from all three guys for the upcoming season? We'll dive into some of the numbers and look at um, some over-unders as what we can expect from Addison, Merrill, and Goligoski as we continue today's episode of Lockdown Wilds after this. The NFL season is underway, and you can get your season started with FanDuel, who is giving you a chance to win all season long. Because right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every time that team wins in the regular season. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl, and you'll get bonus bets for every victory. Unfortunately for Vikings fans, if you went with the Philadelphia Eagles, you're feeling pretty good right now. If you went with the Vikings, some turnovers are preventing you from having as good of a time as you could. But there's hope for the season to get turned around before too long. You can use some of those bonus bets on spreads, player props. Any player prop you can get with Justin Jefferson is likely a good one, plus over-unders and more. So make sure you visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sportsbook. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Again, FanDuel.com slash locked on. Continuing today's episode of Locked on Wild, once again, thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. For the everydayers, make sure that you tune in next week as we discuss Philip Gustafson, Marc-Andre Fleury, and yes, the coaching staff as well as we draw Locked on Wild boot camp closer to the end. We'll also be sneaking in some Central Division crossovers, Central Division collisions as we're going to call them, uh, to get a little bit of intel on the rest of the Central Division as we get ready for the start of the season. So make sure to catch all of that coming up next week here on Locked on Wild. If you have not already, make sure you subscribe and follow on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss out on any of these great episodes as we draw closer to the start of the regular season. Now, all three guys... Addison maybe a little less, but Merrill and Goligoski especially, not huge in the goals or point categories throughout the course of their career. Now, Goligoski had a great point season two years ago when he registered 30 points um, on the season and also was a plus 41 on the year. But in 46 games this past year, Goligoski had two goals, four assists, six total points, was a minus nine. He did commit uh, 16 penalty minutes, so eight penalties. Again, depending on if they're all uh, two-minute penalties, uh, if there were some uh, majors in there, which I'm guessing probably not. Um, Both of Goligoski's goals were even strength. He shot 3.2% on the season. Averaged 17 minutes, 40 seconds of ice time per night, 90, uh, 67 blocks, 33 hits, 9 takeaways, 17 giveaways. And again, you go from a 72-game season in which he averaged just under 19 minutes to now 17 minutes, 40 seconds. You have nearly a 500-minute drop in ice time from two years ago to last year, just kind of speaks to where Goligoski is at. And he had that large stretch in which he was on the bench. 
got into the game against the Carolina Hurricanes for his thousandth career game, scored the uh, scored the OT winner, of course, um, on the night that he was uh, was honored. And after that, some injuries piled up, so he got into the lineup more frequently. But just kind of a, a season indicative of more of a backup role at this point uh, for this wild team. And I would expect something similar to that from him again this season. Because I think in short spurts, I think Goligoski can still be effective. But if you're relying on him to play a full season for large stretches that's where some of the issues start to take place. So if we can keep Goligoski to filling in for somebody here, filling in for somebody here, filling in for somebody here, then I think that portion of it will be fine, which you look at his numbers too. Um, I, I would say two goals, four assists, six total points. I'm going to just, I'm going to go with the under there because again, if you can get through the season and he plays in maybe 30 games, not going to be a ton of opportunities for points playing on that third pairing, unless he gets somehow into the lineup higher up. So I'm taking the under for Goligoski points and really all of the statistical categories because he Basically, at this point, is a seventh defenseman on this team. So not expecting a ton, um, but again, in stretches, a couple games here, a couple games there, I think he can still give you some uh, some decent minutes out there on the ice. Now, John Merrill, his stats two years ago, four goals, 16 assists, 20 total points. He was a plus 15 had 112 blocks, 46 hits, six takeaways, 21 giveaways. Last year, goals dropped from four to two, assists dropped from 16 to 10, total points from 20 to 12. He was a minus two on the season. Penalty minutes shot up by 16 from 22 to 38. And um, had his minutes cut by about two minutes per game. And shot uh, 4.7% on the season, no points on the power play or a shorthanded, and um, 107 blocks, 47 hits, 18 takeaways, 14 giveaways. Um, again, he can uh, throw around that six foot three frame uh, a little bit on that third pairing. And basically, what you're looking for with this third pairing, we'll talk more about this in expectations as well, is you're just looking for. As with like offensive linemen in football, you're just looking to not really hear their name a ton. And so if we can get through the season with Merrill um, cutting down on some of those penalty minutes and really what you get from a scoring perspective from most of the third line is just is a bonus. It's not scoring that you're 100% relying on to get you through a season. So if he gets, you know, three, four goals, if it's a little step above what he had last year, maybe slightly below two years ago, four goals, 15 assists, 
it's not a break the bank type of production. It's not like you're relying on him giving you 30 to 40 points from the blue line. It's just not that type of player. So the main thing for me is just cutting down the penalties and just being able to, we got so spoiled a couple years ago with Carson Soucy and Ian Cole as your third pairing, because let me tell you, those guys were like, uh, we're not going to hurt you type third line to borderline. Like we're playing well. And ever since then, it's been kind of a chase to try to replicate that success um, from that third pairing spot. So Goligoski and Merrill production is a bonus. The big one is Kalen Addison and Addison three goals, 26 assists. So 29 total points in 62 games. He was though a minus 17 had 22 penalty minutes in 62 games. Uh, 18 power play assists, shot 3.9% on the season, played just over 16 minutes per game, 38 blocks, 19 hits, 11 takeaways, 21 giveaways. And so for Addison, if he plays closer to between 70 and 80 games, your hope is that his production in all of those areas will increase because... The hope is that he will have more opportunities on the power play, getting a chance to actually run it this time, which would lead to potentially more goals for him, which would lead to for sure more assists. So I'm going to take the over on goals. I'm going to take the over on assists, the over on points. I think if he is given the opportunity to just play a role on that third pairing, and just let him figure it out as the season unfolds and just let him cook as the kids say if you do that i think we will see some growth and uh, we'll see some good things offensively special teams wise the defense is the real area um, of need but if he can just start to kind of get some positive steps building on defense that will go a long way confidence wise. And that will be where we start to see the improvement uh, in that area. And he's probably not going to ever be a plus defender um, like some of his teammates. But again, with a third pairing, you're just trying to get it to the point where it's not something that's going to hurt you. It doesn't need to be. Wow. It doesn't need to be an explosive third pairing. It's just one that you can throw in as a bit of a changeup for your first pairing, your second pairing. You just need those guys to not absolutely kill you every time they get put on the ice. And so if Addison can be the point producer for that pairing and you can get through the season with Merrill being essentially close to neutral, then you're you're going to be fine. But again, the big thing that it comes down to me is the third line can't hurt you. If they're hurting you on a nightly basis, that's a problem. And so do your jobs and just kind of just just be there, just exist. Just be names that we don't have to mention on a nightly basis. And 
everything will be everything will be fine. Now we will look a little closer at uh, some of the other expectations specifically for uh, each player in this mix as we finish today's episode of Locked on Wild after this. Over the past couple of years, we have seen full well what can happen when you are unprepared in times of emergency, whether it be storms, shortages, pandemics, reliance on China and supply chain issues. We need to be prepared now more than ever. Jace Medical can help you be prepared when emergencies arise. All you have to do is go online, fill out a form, and then you get a prescription, life-saving medications right to your door. The Jace case gives you peace of mind so that you are not just hoping that you have access to medication in an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure you have the medication in hand. You can save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off by using code LOCKEDON at checkout on jacemedical.com. Again, that is jasemedical.com, promo code LOCKEDON, for an additional $20 off your more than $360 in savings through Jace Medical. jasemedical.com. Final segment of today's episode of Lockdown Wild. Once again, thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. As we wind down Locked on Wild Bootcamp, we've got some surprises in store for you in the way of crossovers and other interviews that will be coming before we get to the start of the season. We'll do some bold predictions uh, and a few other things to get you ready to rock for the start of the regular season. So we talked a little bit about it at large. Third pairing defense. Just don't hurt don't be a pairing that hurts this team on a consistent basis. For Kalen Addison, expectations for this season are going to be to help the power play be more consistent by being that power play quarterback, if indeed that's the position that he's put in for this team, but also to absorb some assistance from some of his uh, defensive teammates if you have questions on things where to be what happens when this type of situation unfolds where am i supposed to go those guys have been through a lot in their careers and that report last year i i'm not super sure as to why it leaked out but that report last year that addison wasn't really going to anybody for any advice, not ideal. And there just did seem to be kind of a, a narrative painted that he was just bullish on doing this all himself. But if Addison can get some pointers from Spurgeon, Brodeen, any of those guys that have been in the league as long as they have on just how to attack different things, that's going to help him out in the long run. Now, also, there is the coaching staff portion of this as well, because as I alluded to at the start of the show today, it felt like there were a lot of instances in which Addison was punished for mistakes that other guys in the lineup were making maybe even more frequently than he was. 
you got to give him a chance to figure some things out at the NHL level as opposed to just punishing somebody every time they make a mistake. That's not a successful way to cultivate young players on a team. If you have a system that punishes mistakes and does not give you the opportunity to fully develop by getting consistent playing time, then you run into confidence issues. And before you know it, you have successfully ruined a prospect in your system. So when Kalen is given an opportunity to kind of run with and to play a more consistent role on this team, there will be some growing pains from a defensive side. But as long as he's given an opportunity to work through those, the offensive talent is there. The offensive talent is not in question. We saw what happened when he was taken off the power play last year and how that unit just did not have the same level of success um, that it did with him on it. So go with the flow and take in what is going on on the ice, learn from mistakes, and uh, just continue to work on that defensive side of the uh, puck for Kalen Addison. For John Merrill, rebounds. It was it was a step back this past season, and so if Merrill can get to levels from two years ago, that will help this third pairing out tremendously. And again, statistically, we saw, even with the tail off at the end of the season, that overall, Marilyn Addison had pretty good numbers statistically. So get back to that and just help this team by being a third pairing that you're not afraid to play. If, especially on the road, teams trot their first line out there, hoping that they can pick up a quick goal against third and fourth line guys or third pairing defensemen. So just be steady, steady, no huge ups or downs. And just, again, the less we hear of these guys during the season, the better. Because then they're not making plays that that stand out. And really, for third-pairing guys, you shouldn't be saying their names a ton throughout the course of the season unless they somehow end up scoring a ton of goals. So just rebounds and just keep things consistent and uh, give this team a chance to uh, be able to roll out three pairings on defense without having to worry um, about any problems. And for Alex Goligoski, for him, it's going to be a long season and just be ready to step in if anybody gets hurt. Um, I think, again, in doses, Goligoski can be effective depending on who's out in the lineup. Um, and so just just be ready to, to hop in when needed, but understand that if there are a ton of games being played consecutively, is that that's where some of the issues are going to uh, start to creep in. So maybe playing once a week or 
once or twice if you have an injury situation, uh, once or twice a week. But I wouldn't go any further beyond that um, because, again, then we're we're probably running into some problems. But that's a look at the third pairing for the uh, Minnesota Wild defense. Again, as I mentioned, we will have the goalie situation and the coaching staff coming up for you next week here on Lockdown Wild. So make sure you stay tuned and subscribe on your favorite podcast platforms so you don't miss out on any of our new episodes throughout the course of the week. You can also find us on social media as well. We have some fun things planned for the season uh, in those areas as well. So make sure to follow us wherever you can and stay up to date on all things Minnesota Wild. We have new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On podcast network.